Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You have tuned into the Rebel News live stream on this, a Tuesday, April 26, 2022. I'm David Menzies and my co-host. Well, let me tell you a little <laughs> bit about my co-host. Do you know today is National Help a Horse Day? And I would never look this gift horse in the mouth. She looks so super duper behind the wheel of her Mini Cooper. She is the Khaleesi of Leslieville. She is Natasha Biazzi. How you doing there? Oh, I'm ne never better. How oh, are you? that's good to hear, <laughs> yeah. you know. Now, normally it is Sheila Gunn-Reed in this position, but I think she's uh, back in court or something. She's doing something really, really important. Way more important, yeah. You know? And speaking of importance, Natasha, what could be more important than one's mother? Oh, nothing. And in that regard... We have some new merchandise for Mother's Day, don't we? Yeah, and I think before we show you the merch, uh, we'd just love to show you a commercial made by the one and only Drea Humphrey. It's a beautiful tribute to moms <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> she said to avoid dead air. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have that up in just a minute, but um, are you gonna buy your, your mom some merch or your wife some merch or? Um, you know what, it'll have to be um, uh, the wife only, uh, okay. given the, um, the efficiency of the Grim Reaper, uh, let's say. <laughs> okay. uh, so, but you know what, that raises a good question. Um, is a significant other, is a husband expected yes. to buy? Really? Yes. Why? Because she's the mother of your children. But I get her these anniversary gifts. Okay, well, I guess if you're gonna skip Mother's Day, get her a really good anniversary gift then. I think we can compromise there. But So if you guys wanna check out the merch at rebelnewsstore.com, right now you can get 25% off a second item of equal or lesser value. So you need to buy two items, but you will get 25% off your second item. That's a big deal. I don't, I don't know if we've ever had a deal that big before. It's in Christmas the store. in April. I think so. Maybe and, even Boxing Day. And there's some really cute <laughs> merchandise. It uh, like there's like even stuff for your baby that says like my mom is a rebel, oh, um, rebel mom. That. There's something for grandma too. Oh, yeah, here's some stuff. It's really cute. And you know, Natasha, that speaks volumes to what I've always said. What's the use of having children if you can't exploit them? <laughs> <laughs> Just ask every Disney star how that turned out for them. Um, but yeah, so see, this was some beautiful merch here for mom. I know Tamara Ugolini recently bought some stuff. She's a mom. She looks super cool. Um, look at that. My mom's a rebel. It's so cute. Yeah, how many kids is uh, Tamara up to now? Like, I think 18. <laughs> no, just she looks great, though. But, yeah, there's some really fun stuff. So, again, guys, rebelnewstore.com. Use code MOM25 for 25% off an item of equal or lesser value. Do we have the commercial just to show them? All right, awesome. All right. Yeah, Drea produces, and it's really lovely. All right. Very heartwarming. <laughs> Somebody who's the salt of the earth. Your teacher, your friend. Mothers look after their children and they fight for their rights even if it doesn't affect them. You're, we're fighting for our kids' rights. Lioness. Don't mess with them. <laughs> my mother means almost everything to me. She's 91. She's been there for me all my life. She's implanted Christian values. She's never changed and she's a rock in our life. My favorite person in the world. Everything she did for us was because she loved us so dearly. Never gave up on us. 
I miss my mother so much. My mother has passed away, but she has uh, been a guiding light in my life still. I talk with her. I, I feel that she's impacted a lot of truth and faith, and um, she always taught me to um, remember that I'm a child of the King. Anything that she could do to help or support, she did it, and she's gone now, but I will love her forever. Despite whatever may get in her way, she'll be there for you. Sorry, sorry, sorry. A mother is unconditional love. And this is my mom. And I love her to death. Thank you, thank you. And this is my mother. So if you agree with us that mothers deserve to be celebrated this Mother's Day and every other day, head to rebelnewsstore.com. Check out our new exclusive line just for the rebel mom in your life and use coupon code MUM25 to save for grandma and mother all together. American spelling for honored. Uh oh, someone's getting <laughs> fired. No, I'm just kidding. But that makes me want to buy some mom merch. Yeah, that was sweet. What's your relationship like with your mom? Oh yeah, she's she's a spicy lady, as you can imagine. Um, very <laughs> tenacious, strong, strong in her opinions. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> I had a very awkward relationship with my mom. I got to be honest. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, you she, didn't buy her enough gifts, or probably. <laughs> but kidding. you see, she never breastfeed me. Breastfeed me. <laughs> oh, she wanted our relationship to just be friends. Oh, just yeah. friends. Well, you turned out great. <laughs> um, so anyway, guys, that I, my, next week is Mother's Day. So again, go to rebelnewsstore.com, use code MOM25 at checkout, and spoil your mom. She deserves it. Is it next week? Yeah. No, two weeks. Next okay. week. Yeah. I have two weeks? I don't know. Anyway. You see, that just the shows eighth. the bias out there because everybody knows or should know Mother's Day, but... No, no one knows. Well, Father's Day is such an afterthought. Oh, I love Father's Day. Yeah, well, and, and how do you celebrate it when you're at Petro Canada? You buy him a gift card. <laughs> For gas. Yeah, well, hopefully by Father's Day we'll have some more merch. But um, I wonder what Elon Musk's relationship with his mother is like. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because as the left is losing its collective mind, mm -hmm. um, they're, they are now playing the racist card. Because Elon Musk, folks, uh, he was born in South Africa, and there were tweets going out that indicate, well, this is somebody who grew up in apartheid South Africa, therefore he's a racist, he's a white supremacist. What, what utter nonsense. Um, he came to Canada, I think it was Saskatchewan, where for a time he worked as a general laborer. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, he is a brilliant man. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so... If you are a white person from the former apartheid regime of South Africa, you are therefore a racist. Well, I guess I married a racist. My wife oh. uh, moved uh, with her family from Johannesburg, 1976, I believe. And uh, let me tell you this, the prevailing reason they moved um, was they loathed the system of apartheid. And Fair. Natasha... <laughs> They gave up, you know, considerable privilege, if you want to call it that. They had a very successful business. Wow. They had to start all over again in Canada, and they built on that success. 
But that was the primary driver. I mean, I've right. been to South Africa. It's a beautiful country. Um, you know, the potential for tourism, resource development, you name it. And even though South Africa has many uh, problems, what does it say about the rest of the African continent that one of their biggest issues is illegal immigration hmm. into South Africa? But apartheid is uh, dead and buried, I think, around 1990, if memory serves me right. So to play that card, the other thing I notice in addition to, in addition to the smear campaign is um, the leftists uh, subscribing to the Aesop's fable of the fox and the grapes. Because oh. I monitor talk radio. It's very hard, folks, because in, I'll tell you, in Toronto, the number of people on talk radio, well, let's put it this way, if some of these cats don't get off the air, I'm going to stop breathing it. Um, <laughs> but they're basically saying, well, you know what, uh, Twitter, it's uh, past its best before date. It's not like it was like, you know, four or five years ago. It's a dying thing. It's irrelevant. Well, if that's the case, get why are it? you losing your minds? Yeah. Why are you trying to get the Democrats to block the trade? And, um, you know, there's uh, I think um, we on the Tucker Carlson show, we had a, um, um, a montage of leftists losing their minds. I don't know if uh, producer Olivia has that clip. So I just, because I just don't want to misquote any of the insanity. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't um, want to do that. <laughs> no. So Natasha, I mean, uh, but as we, uh, oh, do we have it there, uh, Olivia? Oh, I think I gave you a time code, but while you uh, look for that. But while Olivia is busy on that, what's your reaction to the reaction of Elon Musk being successful? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because, like, being a liberal, you like th these are the people who used to want to uphold free speech, and now it's yeah. just shifted so far left that it's basically far right, and they've become these enormous censors and hypocrites, frankly. And it's funny how they only care about censoring one side, like only one sort of language is considered yeah. hate speech. And it's funny because Elon claims and promises to uphold free speech for all on the platform like why can't we all just be okay with that i don't want twitter to be you know an echo chamber i like that we can see these leftists freak out on twitter it's fun and it i think it's it's it inspires a lot of us you know for our funny skits or just like satire and it, it's fun to poke left at each other and to have these fruitful conversations and it's interesting that they just aren't interested in that it's also fascinating, I think, Natasha, that there is a monopoly on Silicon Valley tech giants in mm -hmm. terms of being ultra left-leaning. Uh, if not a monopoly, I guess the proper term is an oligopoly because yeah. they're separate companies. So whether we're talking Meta or Google, YouTube, uh, Instagram, the list goes down. Um, a certain type of speech, a certain kind of thought gets you put in the penalty box, maybe even banished forever. Mm -hmm. And it, it's very interesting. Um, the progressive left, which is, I think, all about Marxism yeah. these days. Uh, I, I, I don't think progressivism is harsh enough a word. I think Marxism yeah. is the right word. Um, much as the uh, far left will say in terms of the transgender debate, trans women are real women, which mm -hmm. is false. What they say about free speech is free speech is hate speech. Yeah. They actually believe, and yeah. this is coming from the land of the First Amendment. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely astonishing. And um, you're right. It is all one-sided. One company goes to a person 
who might not be left of center, who actually loves the idea of free speech, mm -hmm. and they are losing their minds. The left is about controlled speech. It's Aurelian. And I think it's they might like it's embarrassing to let your emotions dictate how you live your life. So like to have so much control over your life, and that's what these people have done. They they've just they're letting their emotions completely rule them. And I think they should be embarrassed for reacting this way. Frankly, it's it's. Despicable. I, I agree, uh, Natasha, and um, they scream about limits to free speech, mm -hmm. but twas ever thus. We have long had laws in terms of defamation, libel, and slander. Yep. If I went online, and it's just like, you know, going writing a column in a newspaper, and I accuse you of some atrocious behavior that you... That's a lie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Then you can sue me. Yeah. So we have those governors. We've had them for, you know, decades and decades. And um, so, so I don't understand uh, this hesitancy of free speech. And even myself, I'm pretty much a free speech absolutist. I'll tell you what my line in the sand is. If you go online, if you go into print, heck, if you print off photocopies and stick them on telephone poles, and you advocate harm or death to an individual or to a recognized group of individuals, mm -hmm. That is over the line, yeah. right? Everything else, I think we can handle in d with with debate. Yeah, I think I think that's a great point. And I, of course, you know, we can't have Twitter become the wild, wild west of the internet. There should be someone kind of, you know, making sure things are safe. For example, we don't want child pornography to just be all Which over Twitter. Which is already Twitter. illegal. Exactly, right? exactly. So yeah. what? I don't really understand where their complaints are coming from because it's not as though Elon plans to censor these people. He, he wants them to, like, live and let live, you know? And, and, and you know, um, when you speak of the Wild West, it's so funny in a way, Natasha, perversely amusing, that if you go back some 15 years ago to the infancy of, um, you know, the likes of YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, that's how they marketed themselves. Yeah. Come one, come all. Yes. Yes, you know, uh, have your annual uh, airing of the grievances to take a Seinfeld line. Say what you want to say. We're the Wild West of free speech. Yeah. And... What was great for them is they got all this content for free and they became billion dollar, multi-billion dollar conglomerates as we saw from Musk's takeover bid of 44 billion US. Crazy. And once they achieved critical mass, wasn't that interesting? Nah, we don't like you, we mm -hmm. don't like you. And Twitter, the way it's been run recently, is a perfect example of the galling double standard. You take away President Trump's Twitter account but you have mullahs on Twitter, um, you know, advocating death, mm -hmm. you know, to certain groups. That's okay. I heard a, um, I wish I could remember her name. It's uh, She's a female author that reached out to Twitter because her views uh, got a certain community. Um, she breached some guidelines? Well, no, saying that. Um, she should be killed. She should oh. be harmed. Oh my! She personally reached out to Twitter, and they said, "We don't see any breach of the guidelines right. here because these were, you know, right of center views." Well, we saw that with uh, J.K. Rowling. That person made exactly. that weird video that we played a couple weeks back, where they were literally threatening her or alluding to a threat about killing her. And it's like, hello, that is that is actually like inciting violence and harm. That should be taken down, absolutely. But it's the right side of the political yeah. spectrum. Yeah. I mean, like, and what we see, and you see this, you know, on campus, I mean, from the left, you see this phrase, um, punch a Nazi, right? Well, if someone is carrying out a world war and committing genocide, 
yeah, that's a Nazi. That's a Nazi, all right. But what they mean by Nazi is somebody who has a differing opinion. Mm, yeah. And not to debate the fake Nazi, but to physically harm that person. This is grotesque. It is. But we have, I'd say, a generation or two conditioned mm -hmm. to subscribe to this. Yeah. You know. No, that's a good point. Should we play some of the some of this video? Oh, that yeah, you, yeah. Let's do it. Thank you, Olivia. Musk is the new power in the, at the social media giant, and he is foaming the runways for the return of the trolls. This is happening in the background of Elon Musk saying, basically, I want to buy Twitter so I can open it up and turn it into Gab and let Donald Trump back. So there are real consequences to allowing anybody to run these Internet sites and say whatever it is they want. And Elon Musk is the fox coming into the hen house, and it is shameful that Twitter, which has a fiduciary obligation, I would think, to protect people who actually use it, the millions of people who actually use it. The, did they ask a single woman? A single woman, was a single woman consulted? And this is, it was a single person of color who just uses yeah. Twitter, who made the mistake of using Twitter and needs it for their job. He's pulling the woman card. <laughs> <laughs> so Elon. You, you know, Natasha, where do we begin? Whoa. I think we should begin with that nut bar. Uh, that just said that Twitter has a fiduciary obligation. Uh, Does he even know what that word means? Well, it means being financially responsible yeah. to the shareholders and doing the best thing for the company, which this was. Everybody made out like gangsters with it. So this guy doesn't even know the definition mm -hmm. of fiduciary. And, and that just proves you one thing, folks, I think. If he does know the definition, then it's not about the money. Mm -hmm. It's just like how we have been demonetized on YouTube. We used to bring in $400,000 a year. YouTube took a nice hefty commission, one third. And then uh, suddenly we were demonetized because, and forgive me if I'm repeating myself, folks, we were violating the terms of the community in terms of advocating uh, violence or uh, anti-safe behavior. Our lawyer went through the 43-page document. It was things like, procure that French thing, hopping from building to building, right. advocating suicide, none of which we did. No. And we went to them, we said, we have not had a single video in the thousands of videos we produced that fall into these unsafe uh, categories. And they said, eh, we're still gonna demonetize you. So to me that meant, since we're getting a third of 400,000, which admittedly to YouTube is chump change, it's not about the money, it's about controlling the ideology. So when you see these leftists freak out like they are, mm -hmm. uh, again, it's not about the money, it's not about fiduciary obligations, it's about keeping that oligopoly intact to control of social media approved speech and thought. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's crazy to see that now even human rights groups are raising <laughs> concerns. Like, I'm pretty sure there are other uh, violators of human rights that y'all should be focused on. I think even Amnesty International is one that's speaking out against this. I mean, it's just, it's insane. Don't you people have anything better to do? Like. Uh, the answer is no. Apparently not. <laughs> yeah, so they're saying advocates warn free speech is free speech is not an absolute right. These are these are people who are advocating for our human rights and they don't think that free speech is a human right. Newsflash it is. Like it is. It's unbelievable. Just one little piece of that Silicon Valley oligopoly flips to someone right of center and they can't even handle that. That's how insecure these people are. I heard a New York Times author being interviewed, 
And Natasha, um, it was it was appalling the conversation uh, regarding Elon Musk, and it was basically this. Well, you see, Elon Musk, um, when it comes to nuts and bolts things like the Tesla, a wonderful electronic vehicle, something that brought the automotive industry to get electrified, which they wouldn't have done at this rate if not for him, which is true. Right. And of course, SpaceX, the reusable rocket ship system, now that NASA is basically just selling merchandise, uh, <laughs> they've abandoned the space program, it seems. And the Boring Corporation, which is about this whole underground network of uh, transport in the future, be like roadways underneath cities to make to get traffic moving. Uh, he's very brilliant, you know. And then he goes, uh, but you see, when it comes to, you know, the... Um, the distribution of thoughts. He's um, he's not quite uh, major league or what. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? No, no. And by the way, uh, Elon Musk was also the founder of PayPal. Uh, you know, I mean. He, oh, really? Uh, yeah. Interesting. I, I, you know, and he, so basically, what this guy is saying is that Elon Musk is a really good, how shall we put it, blue-collar worker, right? <laughs> Building cars and rocket ships and boring underground. But when it comes to the white-collar university uh, graduates, um, he's, he's not ready for prime time. Can you imagine that chutzpah? No, he's the richest man in the world too. Like he's like he's. I, I just I just find this whole thing to be hilarious, yes. frankly. Like their reaction and and my I want like I think we should also stress like if if everything that you disagree with is hate speech, then nothing is hate speech. You're right. Because you are minimizing true hate speech then. It's the same with calling, you know, someone a racist or a bigot or a Nazi when they're not actually any of those things. It completely, you know, dis it disvalues what those words mean and words matter, you know, and it, I find that that's scary. Yeah, and what I despise, and I try to avoid it as much as possible, uh, Natasha, is uh, ad hominem attacks. Yeah. And you know, um, Margaret Thatcher, uh, was once asked about that. I'm going to paraphrase what she said. Uh, the reporter said, how do you feel when somebody, you know, makes a joke about your appearance, your weight, you know, right. et cetera, your age? And she says, I'm quite, I'm quite happy, frankly, because that means I've won the debate. Yeah. If you have to, you know, Defend. lower yourself yeah. to make a physical attack about me, obviously your arguments for the merit of the topic uh, don't stand up to scrutiny. Yeah. She's absolutely right. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. Uh, and there's another article here that says, uh, with Elon Musk in charge, it's the beginning of the end for hashtag black Twitter. <laughs> what the hell is that? Okay, yeah. What? So I didn't, I, first of all, there are black conservatives on Twitter who advocate for their own um, activism, but I guess it, this is all, like black Twitter hashtag is only uh, for those who align with progressivism, I'm guessing. I, I don't know. Well, so, uh, Natasha, who wrote this piece, the amazing Kreskin, the <laughs> mentalist? Because uh, it hasn't even formally gone through yet. Yeah. The deal. He's not, you know, uh, in the uh, big chair. Yeah. Um, why does this person think that Elon Musk is going to target um, black Twitter? Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, his South African background. Is that it? This is preposterous. I know. I mean, I think I don't think you're going to see a purge like we've seen the last couple of years on yeah. uh, Twitter uh, by Elon Musk. That was the very idea 
why he bought this company. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's funny because when you read the article, it kind of talks about how all of these hashtags like, you know, Black Lives Matter, Justice for whomever, etc. They seem to think that those hashtags actually like fostered change in society yeah. and I'm like you're not changing the world with Twitter I'm sorry like if you want to actually do something productive you got to get out there with your boots on the ground and make a difference like you're not you're not doing anything with your hashtags like yeah. just screaming you know into the abyss it, it's funny that they actually think that these sort of hashtags have done anything for society I I don't think they have personally and this Los Angeles Times piece is exactly why people loathe the fake news um, uh, cabal, yeah. the fake news party, the media party, whatever you want to call it. It, it is um, basically, uh, it's not reporting anything because none of that's happened. In fact, you know what? If I was Elon Musk, Natasha, oh, and I so wish I was. Me all too. those billions of dollars. It would be nice. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, I, I'm just happy to be a thousandaire, folks. <laughs> <laughs> a dollar air. No, <laughs> dollar <laughs> air. But here's, you know what I would do? All those radical groups, uh, including Black Lives Matter, what I would do, and this would piss them off royally, is leave them alone. Yeah. Let them access Twitter as much as possible. A thousand percent. They're champing at the bit right yeah. now to be delisted and go, look, look at the racist deplatforming of our organization. Yeah. I don't think Elon Musk is going to do that. Oh, absolutely not. And I wouldn't <laughs> want him to. I think it's important to see what other people are saying so you can know, you know, what's stupid and what isn't. And it's funny. I think I saw, I saw a tweet about that, too, how these people who are leaving Twitter willingly now are going to pretend and start saying it's because they were deplatformed. It's like, no, you left on your own accord, like because you're, I don't know. A snowflake, yeah. <laughs> essentially. You know, uh, 100%. And I believe one of the prominent uh, Canadian, well, I don't know if prominent is the right word for him, um, but it's uh, Justin Trudeau's puppet master, uh, Gerald Butt, I mean, Gerald Butt. And uh, he said uh, he plans to leave Twitter. Oh, really? Really, Mr. Butts? You'll I mean, be missed. We're miss your pithy yeah. prose. Like the tweet you sent out last Friday, which was appalling. He was paying homage to the late great hockey heroes Mike Bossy and Guy Lafleur, and then he said some condescending thing about, um, uh, you know, cigarette use. Right? You know this. Okay. I, I mean, you know, Guy Lafleur's body isn't even cold yet, and here's Gerald Butts preaching about. Uh, a bad habit he had. I wonder if Gerald Butts has any bad habits. I mean, I wonder, does he consume alcohol, right. cannabis, you know, does he jaywalk on a busy Ottawa street? I mean, it, it is so outrageous. And um, as if he's expecting people to react, oh, no, don't go, we love you so. Like the, I know. That line from where the wild things are, of course, Gerald Butts be where the mild things are. Oh. <laughs> but um, what do you make of this lineup of people saying, um, well, we're not going to wait around to be delisted. We're just going to quit. <laughs> I think I think they'll come back. I think they'll yeah, get bored. I think so. They'll get they'll get bored of wherever the I mean, I saw someone post how we should all go to Tumblr. I'm like, "Come on, what is this 2002 Tumblr?" Like, no, 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 no. You're not going back to Tumblr cuz Tumblr's for 13-year-old girls. Like, it's oh, just Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's for children. <laughs> like, these people are going to get bored and they're going to come back and then Twitter will be fun again, hopefully. What? You know, you see you're so clued in you and uh, your uh 
partner, uh, Kat. Uh, the, these are the co-hosts of Misunderstood. We are. And uh, you got to watch that, folks. It's, it's a his lot favorite of fun. show. So <laughs> it, it is. I, I, I'm actually watching repeats of it, if you can believe it. What, what social media platforms do you suggest our viewers should go to in terms of at least getting <laughs> some balance news coverage. Uh, balance, I'm not too sure if okay. that's a thing. But, you know, uh, if you want to check out our TikTok, we have a lot of fun. Ooh, uh, we have a lot of fun skits that Kat and I do. It's a misunderstood show on TikTok. And, of course, Rebel News has TikToks, too. And Isabel, our social media guru, produces a lot of really fun ones, including a fun one from your birthday last week. Oh, gee, I bet. <laughs> yeah. You know, I heard TikTok is actually bigger than Twitter. Is that correct? Is it? I can see that, I guess. Wow. Yeah. So I think that will be an inspiration for Elon Musk. He doesn't like to lose. No. He doesn't like to lose money. I mean, look at his bank account. I think now, well, you know, it'll be interesting. A year from now, with his innovation, with him not kicking off people for wrong speak and wrong thought. Yeah. Wonder if Twitter will be bigger than TikTok. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Twitter is such a great and fun platform. I think it. I think there's an opportunity to have fruitful conversations and to spread ideas and you know and to you know debate each other and I think it can be a great place and I'm really hoping that that's what it becomes under his uh, leadership but you won't have to dance to make it no dinner. no nurses <laughs> dancing I don't think um, what's the deal with that I go to a shopping mall I go to a parking lot there are young people people of your generation um, all doing some kind of you know chorus girl routine yeah. and when I ask them hey what's going on they go oh we're making a TikTok video <laughs> what, what what is this I, I I don't know but maybe we should make one and we'll find out stay tuned for that next week folks but yeah. um Former President Trump says he's not going to go back on Twitter, even if his account is reinstated. What do we think about that? You know what? I have to admit, I was very shocked and surprised Me by the announcement. I thought, A, uh, as soon as Elon Musk, uh, you know, gets formal control of the company, um, you know, he'll cut the ribbons. And uh, wonder who's going to remain on staff. I understand there are Twitter employees, if you can believe it, folks, that have been traumatized, <laughs> you know, um, that they're crying, that they're upset. I mean, it, it's like they're in a Ukraine apartment building being shelled by the Russians. I mean, give me a break. Okay, you think this is and like I this? If this is the worst <laughs> thing that's ever happened to you, your life is very easy, I think. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, all I can think of is, you know, Donald Trump is doing work on his own social media. I yeah. guess, in a sense, they're competitors. But I um, I think this is a misstep for I, the former president. I agree. I yeah. think that Twitter loves Trump, and I think he, it was part of the reason why he was so successful in his elections previously. I think that he was able to relate to younger people, and I really mm. thought it was fruitful for him. And I just, I don't think Truth Social has enough sway. I don't think he's going to pull enough people onto that platform for it to even really properly compete with Twitter. And I think as you were talking, uh, Natasha, uh, Miss Producer, put up a... Uh, headline Twitter employee <laughs> distraught over Musk <laughs> buyout to in shock to speak. L like I said, it it's as though <laughs> they're at war and losing or they just swam to a desert island from a wrecked uh, ship yeah. that is sunk and uh, too distraught to speak. They clearly live very privileged lives. Like I said, if that's the worst thing about your life, like but, that's insane. You ha you should be grateful to have a job at a corporation with a boss who clearly is well liked. But this speaks volumes, Natasha, of the young, and I, I would assume, I guess I'm being an ageist in a way, <laughs> I assume these are younger people. I assume these are university and college grads. 
and they have been indoctrinated. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, the idea that now a Twitter office is not, and I hate this word, a safe space. Mm -hmm. You know, why, why are words and ideas unsafe, Natasha? I mean, when I think of something that's unsafe, it's like a live wire. Yeah. It's jumping into a, an ocean that, where there are sharks having a feeding frenzy. You know, yeah. that's unsafe. But someone espousing an idea contrary to you, it just shows you how they have been brought up and schooled. Yeah, it's scary. I think it it's is. scary. And I mean, yeah, I, 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 that's why I think it's so important for Elon Musk to have purchased Twitter, to be able to, like I've said, like open up a space for people to see other ideas and be exposed to them. Because when you are indoctrinated, as you mentioned, in university, in school, in, by Hollywood, etc., like uh, you can't think critically about things and you're never going to see the other side of someone else's perspective and know that there are other perspectives and they're not dangerous and they're not harmful necessarily. Hollywood, school, yeah. as you said, and it's even beyond that. It's uh, pro sports. Yeah. It's advertising. It's um, fashion. Corp corporations yeah. that are so gutless and so testicularly challenged mm -hmm. that they will buy into woke cancel culture on the proviso, Natasha, that if we do, then the cancel culture mob will leave us alone, yeah. right? That's why you have uh, idiotic things like, uh, you know, uh, I think our great colleague Drea Humphrey did a report on um, Home Depot. Oh, yeah. Uh, with this, uh, you might be a white supremacist if, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, your business at Home Depot, it's basically to sell lumber. Yeah. You know, it's not to indoctrinate people via racist propaganda because that's what it is. Yeah. And yet this is Home Depot. There you go. Shames white male and Christian staff. Yeah, they said something about Christian privilege and needing a day off for Christmas was like exercising your privilege and stuff like that. But it was, it's important to know this was just one Home Depot. It wasn't from like the top down. This one store took the initiative to push this narrative onto their staff, which is just, why go out of your way? Why go uh, out of your way? It, it, it is disgraceful. Yeah. And um, another reason for me to avoid Home Depot uh, folks, which has nothing to do with critical race theory, <laughs> but has everything to do with whenever I walk into a Home Depot, I feel so less a man. I see <laughs> all this lumber and all this wiring, and I don't know how to do anything. I don't know how to build a birdhouse. And I think, and I look at these real men coming in, and they're buying all these raw materials, and they're going to build something, and I can't do it. So how how can I get over that, Natasha? That's fair. It's emasculating. I understand. <laughs> you got to do what makes you feel good, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think you could build an entire treehouse or something like that. No. <laughs> I absolutely could not. But maybe maybe next week we'll build a treehouse and you all can let us know whose is better. <laughs> it oh, won't be mine. Hey gosh. And, you know, what a great headline this is. Mm -hmm. uh, this is why I love Texas almost as much as Florida. Uh, Texas Governor Abbott invites Elon Musk to bring Twitter to Texas alongside Tesla and SpaceX. Well, fancy that. I know, and it's so great to see uh, a like a government actually try to increase job opportunities yeah. for people. Cause I just feel like here it's like the complete opposite. But in the US there seems to be these red states that really are pushing to create jobs for their for their people. I love it. You, you know, and I mean this is something Doug Ford should tweet about. Yeah. I welcome any now I granted uh Twitter Canada is headquartered in Toronto down on King Street. 
Um, and the other day with the announcement of uh, this, I, I was watching, our, I was reading my friend's uh, piece in the Toronto Sun, Joe Warmington, and uh, talk about this in the Department of Cosmic Fluke when the deal was announced. Um, there were two Teslas parked outside <laughs> Twitter headquarters, kind of like twisting the knife, I guess. But, you know, <laughs> I love the idea of this Governor Abbott, like, saying what he means and mean what he says and not listening to the backroom uh, puppet masters yeah. saying, um, well, Governor Abbott, it, it, you know what? If you make a statement like this, uh, you might offend uh, the anti-Twitter people. And he's saying, what the hell with them? Yeah. I'm, I'm saying this. And you know what? Wouldn't it be great if indeed Elon Musk does move the Twitter uh, world headquarters from San Francisco yeah. to Texas. And by the way, he was talking about that. I think it was a joke, but maybe barely a joke, of turning the Twitter headquarters in San Francisco into a homeless shelter. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they need all the help they can get. And I mean, I th and there's there's a, a good opportunity for F, uh, for Elon if he does this because they have the lowest business operating costs in America. So, I mean, it's like kind of a win-win. You create jobs, it's low operating costs. Like, why the heck not? Do it. I think yeah. that would be I think that'd be great. Another reason why I would want to move to Texas. Oh, it would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, and, of course, Florida with Governor DeSantis. Yeah. And, you know, again, much like... Elon Musk taking on Twitter and acquiring it. Uh, Governor DeSantis not bending the knee and taking on the ultra woke joke that is now I Disney, know. right? Um, which has benefited, you know, greatly. I didn't know, um, Natasha, that the legal status Disney World has mm -hmm. in Orlando, it's basically a government onto itself. Yeah, within you know. reason. Yeah, yeah, there are some limitations, but yeah, it's crazy that they are able to govern. <laughs> themselves and you know i have to tell you from what i know of uh walt disney if he were alive today he would literally strangle the board of directors <laughs> at the disney corporation uh, you know this idea of not saying ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls you know this is know. so contrary to the family friendly you know yeah he's basically the the great great granddaddy of the theme park yeah. when disneyland opened in um california uh so many decades ago he would not put up with this garbage and again i think it's all about uh the disney ceo getting spooked by the lunatic fringe in his company yeah, the you minority know, yeah yeah the ultra minority yeah and then overplaying his hand mm -hmm. to take away terms that could be deemed offensive like boys and girls i know who's offended by that honestly like two people <laughs> in the world two people i think honestly <laughs> So good for Governor Abbott. So have we um, fleshed out uh, the Twitter takeover as much as we can? I think we've. I think we have. Okay. Yeah. And unless there's anything else that the producers want to throw our way, but I think I think we I think we did a good job. Well, let's hear what the people have to say. Do we have some uh, <laughs> oh, yes. chats in yet? Yeah, we never mentioned that at the beginning. But if oh, you do yes. have if you do have your chats to send in, definitely send those <laughs> in, and we'd love to read them. Um, you know, we really appreciate all your guys' support. Oh, here we have one from January 777. Thank you for your $10 donation. Why is Chris Scott's APP getting zero airtime on your platform? First of all, I want to admire your eyesight because I can't read that <laughs> I must I did squint, but... <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I don't know. Who's, um, who's Chris Scott? That's a great question. <laughs> okay. Can we find out who, can you write back uh, January 777 and uh, fill us in on that? Yeah, I'm not sure who that is, unfortunately, so I'm sorry. You know, but I have to admit, the name rings a bell. 
Yeah, I mean, right. it's a pretty common name, it sounds like. Yeah. But, but could you, uh, I, I'm sorry I'm unprepared, but if you can educate us. That yeah. would be great. Yeah, please send more money, though. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do we have any more chats? Oh, Whistle oh, Stop. Okay, yes. Okay, then. I'm so sorry. Yes. Whistle Stop, by the way, folks, not to be confused with that wimpy, woke joke company in Toronto called Steam Whistle Brewery, yeah. which recently sent out a letter distancing themselves from Pierre Polyev and uh, created a public relations disaster because now people on the right and left hate them as opposed to just a few lunatics with 15 Twitter followers oh, on the left. But yeah, thank you so much. Uh, I apologize for that lack of knowledge. There's just so much we're taking care of. This is, of course, uh, Sheila Gunn-Reed's yeah. territory, and I wish Sheila was here. Don't take it personally. Oh, I understand. Uh, <laughs> because she has um, uh, covered this in depth. All I can say to you is um, when Sheila's back in two days, Thursday, I'll make it a note to uh, query Sheila. Yeah, and I think if something really is going on, she's going to be covering it. So definitely, yeah. like you know, we we do our best to cover, I think, as much as we can in detail about those types of things. And I think she will, so don't worry. <laughs> and, of course, this is much more than a cafe for the region it serves. Uh, it's also where the locals get their gasoline. Right. Uh, he was brutally shut down by the RCMP because that's the way they th they do things in Jason Kenney's Alberta, mm -hmm. inexplicably. Uh, go after uh, people giving goods and services to people that want to buy those goods and services because if your name isn't Costco or Walmart, mm -hmm. uh, you don't count. And, of course, going after uh, pastors as well and uh, there's a despicable thing the uh, court citing to close the cafe uh, I think that's from a story last year if memory serves me yeah um, so you know what who better to delve into that than uh, Sheila Gunn Reed but we haven't abandoned Chris Scott we no, love no. Chris Scott we love the whistle stop and yeah, um, he is a lawyer through our fight the fines initiative so yes. he's he's definitely getting help at no cost to him so. there you go yeah what's your excuse for not knowing that i can blame my advancing <laughs> years you know my memory is going through a sieve right now but you should be right on the ball shame on you i got nothing <laughs> i don't make excuses i'm a conservative <laughs> so and uh, what do we have this is from sup spider-man thank you for your five dollars rebel news to be their official moderator for twitter <laughs> oh wow rebel news fact checker no <laughs> that'd be fun yeah that would be fun and uh, yeah whatever happened to the fact checkers since biden took office because i can tell you <laughs> it it's not a Biden press conference. I mean, what's the over-under in the number of mistakes he makes? Ten? A dozen? Oh, yeah. You know? it's, it's a sad number. I mean, he saw the members of the Tampa Bay Lightning Stanley Cup team finally yesterday, I believe, and uh, they did the du rigueur Biden 46 Tampa Bay jersey, and they gave him the silver stick. I was so hoping to hear Biden say something. And it's not you know, beyond the realm of belief, folks. Uh, I want to welcome the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a Super Bowl chance. Oh, to no. the, but he got it right. He, I, I think. Well, that's nice. Sometimes <laughs> you just need a win, Joe. Probably had something on his sleeve, Maybe. a sticky note. Yeah. It's hockey, Joe. Hockey. Yeah, honestly, he, this whole situation around him makes me kind of sad. Um, it is sad. It is sad, yeah. And you know what else is sad? 
the number of asylum seekers entering Canada right now oh. um, outside of formal land border crossings and apparently it's on the rise y'all um, surprise surprise yeah well our friend Alexa Lavoie hit it out of the ballpark basically the theme is this um, asylum seekers I believe the last figure I saw 60% of whom do are not uh, double vaxxed yeah. Um, they get to come into the country from an international destination, uh, specifically United States of America, and um, law-abiding, tax-paying citizens yeah. who aren't vaxxed, uh, we're under house arrest. You can't leave this country on a plane, on a train, uh, on a boat. Um, it's an appalling double standard. And, you know, uh, are we going to run some footage of Alexa's wonderful story? Uh, I think we, story? we can if uh, producer Olivia is up, up to it. You know, what, what I'm really curious about is uh, Alexa's latest video there, Olivia. But here's the thing. Even if you believe in open borders, which Justin Trudeau's liberals do. Mm -hmm. I mean, Justin Trudeau put out that irresponsible tweet, hashtag welcome to Canada. <laughs> you could say that you know what? We really believe in welcoming in refugee claimants. That's a very important word because I think a lot of these people are economic migrants. Absolutely. You know. Yes. But even if you believe that, yeah. because of the pandemic, yeah. because public safety comes first, we have to suspend this hashtag Welcome to Canada program. I mean, why not, Natasha? Because look at all our rights and freedoms that have been suspended for two years. Yeah, and I, I think there's maybe an argument to be made about temporarily helping people out, but this can't be, there's no, like, there needs to be a more permanent solution. And Lewis Brackpool even did a video about this because there's a huge immigration issue in the UK as well, right. coming at the ports of Dover, I think is what he was talking about. So definitely check out his videos on that too. Um, but it's like, okay, so they were they were more strict i guess about letting illegals in allegedly because of the pandemic because so, they wanted to curb the spread but what about curbing illegal immigration like well, why are why are we not focusing on and that? that and that's a great point because under the biden uh, administration you are seeing literally millions yeah. if you look at the prognosis of illegal immigrants coming in not only are they not deported they're being typically flown or bussed to red states yeah in a move, I think, to change the demography. Right. And here's the deal. If these illegal aliens are in the United States of America, which under Biden it, it right now has never been more pro-illegal alien, mm -hmm. what are you fleeing from? You're not in danger from, I mean, you weren't even in danger from the Trump administration, no. contrary to um, you know, uh, you know, media reports and public opinion that were gen that was generated by media reports. But if you are in the U.S. in 2022, you are not being rounded up and charged and incarcerated. Oh no, you're actually at taxpayer expense being uh, brought to certain states where the Biden administration wants you to be there. The quid pro quo being every four years, make sure you check that ballot as Democrat. Yeah. So this is what. What makes this appalling is that our government, which knows what I just said, is still allowing uh, these illegal claimants yeah. to come in. Yeah, it's crazy that he has, the government has more regard for them than, as you mentioned earlier, the unvaccinated in this country. It's, it's almost hilarious. <laughs> you, you know what? But then again, um, Natasha, and I'm not saying this is exclusively, I would imagine that a big chunk of the unvaccinated might 
lean right of center. Mm -hmm. So Justin Trudeau, uh, I'm not going to get those votes anyways, but... Yeah, so uh, why pander to them? That's yeah, a good as point. you can see with this family coming in, well, here's Just some future across. liberal voters, yeah. right? But anyways, why don't we uh, take a, uh, a look at some of this footage? It was absolutely superb. The Alexa ministry found. report that as of March 8, 2022, over 7,000 individuals entered Canada between land port of entry in Quebec seeking asylum. Of those individuals arriving at Works and Road, approximately 40% were fully vaccinated and 60 were unvaccinated. That means a lot of hotel room paid by you, taxpayer. It's you funny know, how we always have to front the bill. It's amazing, too. <laughs> and, you know, it's incredible. The RCMP will actually de-evolve um, de into the Royal Canadian Bellhop Police. Uh, you didn't see it in that <laughs> clip, but they typically carry the bags. Can you imagine that, folks? Like they're a bellhop like at all. Like they're helping them. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'll bring this up again. Sorry, but last December, for me, practicing journalism on a sidewalk, oh, they're not carrying my bags. They're throwing haymakers and shoving my head into a fence for absolutely no reason. And I'm what? A tax-paying, law-abiding Canadian practicing journalism yeah that's a sin according to justin trudeau but people who we don't know who they are we don't know where they've been we don't even know if they've uh, got any kind of communicable diseases yeah. they're unvaxxed hey fill your boots welcome to canada that is an absolute disgrace yeah, and it's so disrespectful to any taxpaying Canadian, frankly, whether you're on the right or the left or anywhere else in between. Yeah, you know, I wonder, uh, you raise a good point, I wonder how many on the left uh, feel that way, uh, Natasha. Uh, maybe they find that uh, this is a great thing, we should uh, populate our country. Listen, Natasha, I am not anti-immigrant. In fact, of course given not. our appallingly low birth rate and the... Uh, the rate in which the population is aging, we need immigrants. But you line up and you fill out the paperwork and you get vetted. What does this say to all those millions of immigrants that have come to Canada? Yeah. Like, you dumb rubes. Who, who did it the right way. Yeah. yeah. You spent all that money yeah. and all that time coming here legally when you could have been like those guys just waltz across the border, easy peasy, you're, you're a Canadian citizen, which you practically are because a huge proportion of these people, when they're told, when they're given a date to show up at a uh, refugee hearing, they don't show up. Oh. We don't know where they are. What the hell? Yeah, no, it's it's such a slap in the face to those who have done this properly. Yeah, yeah, and I totally agree. Uh, no one, I don't know anyone who's against immigration. Yeah. Like absolutely not. It's just you got to do things legally. We like we are bound by law in this country. Exactly. You know, well, you'd think, I guess, yeah. maybe not, <laughs> maybe not. Let's yeah. go commit crimes. Just kidding. You know, but by the way, folks, please watch that full report. Uh, Alexa hit it out of the ballpark. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I've been there too, uh, that Roxham Road border crossing, Natasha. And not only are they super friendly to illegal aliens, the RCMP, but they're very harsh to journalists hmm. just covering it on the proper side of the border on a public road. So harsh indeed that you literally, and you can see by the footage, you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, really. And they have now posted 
no stopping signs. So in other words, if you go there as a, a, a journalism crew uh, that is not on the most favored list of the prime minister, uh, you know, a la CBC, basically they're going to tow your vehicle for parking it on a road that is desolate. I mean, I, you know, you have to park several kilometers away and walk down. It's just petty and spiteful, but that is the degree they're going to, Natasha, right. I would argue, to be as non-transparent as possible. Oh, yeah, I don't think, I think, as you said earlier, like, do most Canadians, are they aligned with this illegal immigration? I think they just don't know. Mm. I don't think they know the severity of it because, as you said, it's difficult for people to go and actually cover and show and expose what's really happening here. I will make a bet, though. Yeah. That the, if you were to poll the vast majority, you know, all the, let's say we could, you know, do a poll like this where we poll immigrants to Canada legally and we ask them, not, you know, born and bred Canadians, just immigrants, legal immigrants, do you support this Roxham Road uh, opening? I bet you the vast majority say no. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I completely agree. I completely agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got nothing else to add. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> that's just, so uh, we're uh, running out of time here. So many uh, to, you know, topics here. Goodness gracious. So oh, I think this is the University of Waterloo. Um, mm. Only woman, transgender, non-binary or two-spirit <laughs> may apply for positions at Waterloo. Um, so they're discriminating against men it looks like it. <laughs> okay yeah how progressive how progressive so progressive it's regressive eh well this is you know we talked about this at the beginning of the show apartheid where we you know in south africa there were whites there were blacks they were colored mm -hmm. that was how they called them and, you know everybody was put into their own little shoe box, box yeah. and um you know that's a white bus that's a white drinking fountain. That's the way it was in South Africa. You know, the left was rightfully outraged about this going back several decades ago. South Africa was a pariah. They couldn't compete at the Olympic Games. Hmm. There were uh, boycott sanctions, diversification going on. Hmm. And now, you know, a monkey flips a bone in the air. It's 2022. Yeah. And here we have... Uh, uh, a hub of leftist thought, which would be a university, you, you name it, mm -hmm. uh, anywhere, basically, in, in uh, North America. And uh, they're subscribing to a different kind of apartheid. Yeah, and I, I actually think it's offensive as a woman because I want to apply for a job and get it because I'm qualified, not because I'm a woman, not because of my sexual orientation or the color of my skin. I think that people who get hired uh, under those kind of, you know, guidelines i think it's offensive and it, it minimizes your value as a person and as a potential employee and what's non-binary what's <laughs> two-spirit well, i mean you know but by the way if mr producer can source this um i'm being a little cheeky i think it was back in 2017 or 2018 it was the infamous Stephen LeDrew interview. He went on tucker carlson live Stephen LeDrew was a a veteran um <laughs> Bell Media employee, uh -oh. uh, arguing that we do have freedom of speech in Canada. And for what he said on Tucker, he was immediately suspended and then terminated outright. Uh, and the question that did him in was Tucker Carlson. He wasn't trying to be funny or cheeky or pretend to be dumb. 
he just asked uh, Mr. LeDrew, like he was looking at all these gender descriptors. I think it was the Elementary Teachers Federation. Okay. They were having a meeting and there was something like, I don't know, 28, 84 different genders. And oh no. Tucker was looking at the list and the question to LeDrew was, what's two-spirited? <laughs> and um, his answer, ended his career. And remember, this is a guy on U.S. Network TV arguing that we have freedom of speech in Canada. If we can find that before we uh, sign off, folks, believe me, uh, it's totally worth the price of admission, <laughs> even though the price of admission here is free. Oh, there we go. Um, uh, but you know, uh, so no one goes you by tell that. Me, Olivia, Maybe that's when to teach the kids right uh, the alphabet uh, or not. But generally, it's the, referred to, and the Prime Minister referred to it yesterday in the House of Commons during his apology, as LGBTQ. And, uh, and some people don't even know what it means, but they just know that means inclusiveness. It's a good thing. It's a question of tolerance. Right. Uh, of course. But the, I guess what piqued my interest was the addition of new letters, each representing a new category. And uh, you know, I'm not against it, kind of confused by it, and I just want to know what it means. Do you know what the acronym stands for? Do you know what those 15 well, groups are? What's the problem with it? You know, even I'm not, you don't I'm not know saying, what but hold on, slow down. No, it's not, I'm not saying there is a problem with it. I'm just, I'm just asking what it is because defining the terms is the first step to understanding them and then accepting them. So what is it? Well, I mean, you've oh, got no. in front of you. You have me at a disadvantage on that one because I, to be very candid with you, as I said, L, everybody in Canada knows what LBGTQ, sometimes a two right. in the end, means. But that long one, quite frankly, until your producer showed it to me, I hadn't seen it. But then I looked at it, and you have all the definitions through there. Okay, that, then, then, then that, that, that's fine. But then why do you think it's a good thing if you don't know what it is? <laughs> But well, what's the matter with it? If well, I don't know. What the, I mean, look, I, I don't know. I mean, you could hand me a box and say there's something great inside, and my answer would be, okay, what is it? I mean, I don't pronounce things great until I know what they are, but you don't well, have that problem. So, let me, okay, I'll get specific with you. What's, and, okay. and this is meaningful because teachers are being taught this, kids will be taught it, and I think I have a right to non judgmentally ask what they're talking about. So, for example, what's two spirit? Well, two spirits sounds like there's someone they don't know whether they're, uh, you know, fish or fowl. They don't know whether they're frick or frack. So they're clearly confused. And, you know, again, if you're confused, what better place to go than to be at school? So, I mean, all those categories, what? I'll bet you, Tucker, all those categories that are in that uh, long litany that... Now, Natasha, before you were with the company, I did a commentary on this, and that answer to Tucker Carlson's What is Two-Spirit? Well, obviously, um, uh, they're confused. They don't know oh, whether they're fish or fowl, gosh. frick or frack. Uh, nice career while you had one, uh, Stephen LeDrew. What happened next was that the, you know, the lunatic fringe of the uh, Alphabet Soup Society lost their minds, oh, went to no. Bell Media. People representing not even a percent of a percent of a percent of the population and basically said, our feelings are hurt. He said fish or fowl, frick or frack, that we're obviously confused. And it was exit stage right for Stephen LeDrew. And the perverse irony, like I said, uh, Natasha, this was Stephen LeDrew invited on Fox News oh my to say that we do have a vibrant culture of free speech in Canada. Oh my goodness. And his thought on what the definition of two-spirit is, 
uh, his career's gone. Oh, what do you make of this? <laughs> I, do you think these people who make up all these weird sexual orientations and genders, like they want you to be confused about how to define it because it'll give them power over you? Yes. Because it's like, they don't, I don't even think they know how to define it, but you're a bigot if you can't define it to them, you know, and explain what it means. And it's kind of this weird, oppressive structure that they've created. I agree, and I also think that when you see people, uh, the one that really really bothers me is the word fluid. Yeah. Right now I'm pansexual. At lunchtime I'll be transsexual. Uh, talk to me at 5 o'clock. Yeah. I might be a, a non-binary spirit unicorn. Um, once upon a time, if you heard people talking like that, Natasha, I'm sorry if my words are harsh, <laughs> uh, you'd send them to a psychiatrist, maybe to an asylum. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, I made mention of this uh, last week when I did uh, was filling in for Ezra, my monologue. Um, we don't have the little boy in the town square mm -hmm. from The Emperor Has No Clothes. We don't have someone truthfully saying, hey, that guy's naked. He doesn't have yeah. a fantastic robe on. Because to speak the truth, if it's offensive... There are consequences. Uh, cannot be said. Yeah. That's not the way it used to be. Yeah. So we are catering to people, I think, especially on the lunatic fringe of this. Listen, I mean, if you're a, 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 a transgendered person and you get your body parts sliced and diced and you take As the an hormones adult. and, and you want to live in the suburbs and live your own life, hey, that's cool. Yeah. You, know, I, you know, we have freedom. Uh, you want it to be Halloween every day of the year, no problem. But once we have people manufacturing offensiveness, once we have people that community, community demanding that males compete with females in mm -hmm. sports, males get incarcerated with females in prisons and sexually assaulting them and making them pregnant, which is what's happening today, folks. No, that's where I draw the line. Yeah. But nobody in charge is the little boy calling out the emperor. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's certainly not in Canada. No. We are seeing, as you know, you said about uh, Ron DeSantis and uh, even Abbott in Texas, they are kind of the people calling out this a little more openly, I think. But in Canada, I, if you do, as we just saw, you, you'll you be canceled, you'll be censored, and you'll be fired, yes. potentially. So it's very difficult, and it's, it's crazy that they've created so much chaos. It is. Yeah. Uh, but what is really crazy is that we're accepting of it. Yeah. We're bending the knee to this. Yeah. Like you said, you know, Hollywood, pro sports, uh, big business, uh, it, it's everywhere. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we need to, and I think to go back to our first topic, Natasha, mm -hmm. the beginning maybe of the tide turning is indeed Elon Musk yeah. getting control of Twitter. Yeah, and I think even what's happening at Disney, the, the pushback against Disney, I think that's also a, a great indicator that things are maybe looking up for you conservatives in both Canada and the U.S., I think. I want to ask you this, uh, Natasha. Do you think if, you know, I think Disney is appalling in the way they've handled this issue. I just wonder, again, if we jump in time to April of 2023, um, What's the bottom line effect on Disney? I mean, are there less people at their theme parks? Is Disney Plus losing subscribers? Are their movies making less money? And they've, I mean, they've got the keys to the castle in yeah. terms of, I mean, the Star Wars franchise, the Marvel Universe. I really wonder, I predict, I think this is going to be bad for business. Oh, I think so too. And I, yeah. I frankly, I hope it is. Because, I do too. Because when you come after children, like you deserve to be destroyed. Yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't say it better. Yeah. You know. 
And by the way, I see we're two minutes past one o'clock yes. Eastern Standard Time. Do we have any more chats? Yeah. We do. Wonderful. I'll let Supergirl with her supervision read it because I can't make out any. <laughs> <laughs> this is from AMT60. Thank you for your donation. David, with June on election, is Rebel going to interview Derek Sloan of Ontario Party, who voted for Bill 100 and CRT, and Jim Carhalios of the New Blue Party? Both are against vax mandates. Thoughts on both parties? Well, as a matter of fact, I just interviewed uh, Jim Carhalios um, a few days ago. It should be up any day now, maybe tomorrow. And it's a blockbuster, folks. It's about how the uh, PC government in Ontario gave an online gambling license to who? Oh, no. Torstar. And once upon a time, before he was premier, Doug Ford despised Toronto Star. I won't even mention some of the names he called some of the reporters. Uh, I think at one point he called uh, the staff at the Toronto Star maggots. And hey. the Toronto Star is a sunset industry, much like all other print. Mm -hmm. This gambling license, this online gambling license, is going to be worth half a billion dollars per year. So you wonder, why is it a corporation that has no background in terms of gambling or online gambling, why is a corporation who, once upon a time, Doug Ford rightfully despised for how they hounded his late great brother, Rob Ford, how do they get this gift? And the answer, I understand, and by the way, there you go, I, I was right, bunch of baggots. Um, the, uh, the answer, folks, the unspoken reason, uh, we can't get confirmation because they don't talk to us, is that we give Torstar Corporation, with all their newspapers, this gift, you know, a gift on steroids, Natasha, and the quid pro quo, the unspoken gentleman's agreement is, now that we're going into an election year, June 2nd is election day, um, can you kind of be kinder and gentler <laughs> on your news coverage? I can tell you this, Natasha. I hope to God you guys at, at the Queen's Park got that deal in writing. Because if it's a gentleman's agreement, it's already being breached oh, with the kind sure. of coverage you're getting. I mean, what's your take on this, Natasha? I hope that the Toronto Star continues to slam him, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> why and, not? <laughs> and I can just see Doug Ford. And it's not really Doug Ford. It's the puppet masters behind the of scenes. Of course, yeah. Telling him to agree to this. But he must feel right now like the guy that smokes a cigar and uh, an explosive charge goes off on it. You know that shot? It goes like, wait a minute, I gave him a half billion a year. Why are they still writing mean things about me and my government? Yep. Well, Doug, you should have known better because, yep. you know, they really are maggotish, you know? I yeah. know that's not a word, but... Maggotish. Anyways. Let's make it hashtag maggotish, everyone. Yeah. Uh, do we have any more chats? From January 777, thank you for your donation. Chris Scott is the whistle stop guy providing information required for Alberta independence. Oh, so he's he's talking about separatism, I guess? Mm. You know, again, I promise you January 777, uh, uh, Sheila gunn is on top of that file. She'll be here on Thursday with me, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll take a dive into that. Yeah. Can you make a note for me? Yeah. Look at that. It's like I have my own personal secretary. I will be asking for a raise. <laughs> 
<laughs> Do we have any more chats? <laughs> this is from Fraser. Thank you for your $5 and thanks for typing it in all caps. It's easier to read. Elon is smarter than bringing Twitter to Texas where office buildings are so expensive. He should bring Twitter to Calgary where you can buy an office building for half of what it would cost in Texas. Isn't Alberta a renter's market though? Oh, um, you know what? And a buyer's market. Oh, is it? Uh, that's a great call, Fraser. As a matter of fact, uh, if anyone has any extra money uh, to play with, uh, I think we are at the sweet spot for anyone to get into um, Alberta real estate, especially Calgary. There were towers that... Um, just empty. Well, yeah, half mm -hmm. empty, a third empty. Um, there are sweetheart leases being given out. I, I mm -hmm. heard of one case where two years free, two wow. years free. So you know what? If Elon Musk um, wanted to move to Calgary, uh, he would uh, he would get such a bang for the buck. But then again, maybe Canada. Th the limitations probably being in Canada. I think. Probably. Yeah, but, but now that I think of it, if anyone can afford to pay forty-four billion U.S., is does. Anyone care what real estate is anywhere? I'm sure Elon yeah. Musk could buy the priciest real estate in Manhattan and uh, not even uh, blush uh, while doing so. He should buy Canada. <laughs> buy Canada. Remember, like, buying Alaska. Yeah. Thanks, Russia. Boy, talk about buyer's remorse yeah. there. <laughs> Do we have any more chats? Uh, from January 777 again, thank you for your donation. Alberta Prosperity Project is what APP stands for. Okay, yeah, I'm, we'll, we'll pass all this on to Sheila. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And, and I apologize for not being um, totally up to date with that file, January. This is from JPH1944. Thank you for your donation. Your thoughts on RCMP not charging Trudeau or Aga Khan vacation and conflict of interest. Aga Khan does millions of dollars of business in Canada. Did Trudeau give him special privileges? Um, well, you know what? It's a great question. Uh, I think that was one of the first ethics violations. Oh, that really? Um, yeah. I, I there have been so many since then. Oh, yeah. I believe uh, the Aga Khan uh, hospitality uh, junket, that goes back to, I'm thinking, 2017. And um, it was completely inappropriate. And uh, if memory serves, I believe he was convicted of uh, an ethics breach, and I think the fine was in the amount of like $300. It's a joke. Really? Right? Yeah. And, um, you know, again, I'm going by memory, so please don't quote me, folks. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think, and this was, this is just a growing example of inappropriate behavior by our, by our prime minister. Yeah. Uh, and even past inappropriate behavior. Can we see the date on that? What is That's that? That's uh, twenty. This is April 2022. So, oh. so RCMP considered charging Justin Trudeau over Aga Khan visit. Considered. <laughs> considered. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. But I'm sure the actual visit was around 2017, 2018. Mm. But um, I think Justin Trudeau getting away so often with his, you know, hand in the cookie jar whether it's the Aga Khan visit, yeah. the ludicrous and embarrassing India trip where his family embraced Mr. Dress Up and dressed like uh, Indians going to either um, uh, performing in a Bollywood movie or going to a wedding. Um, Rose Knight, the reporter he groped in B.C. Um, blackface. We scandal. We scandal. Yeah. And it, it's like he's the Teflon man, yeah. Natasha. And I think this contributes... To uh, like as much as the liberals like to talk about privilege, oh, this is privilege. Yeah, you you commit all these 
you know, uh, breaches in behavior and ethics and nothing tangibly happens to you. So yeah. I look at that. Oh look at gosh. what an idiot. <laughs> you know? He's such an embarrassment. He, I you don't even like looking at his face. If he went to Scotland, would he wear a full kilt with a sporin <laughs> and everything else? I mean, or... Uh, Cowboy boots in Texas? Yeah, because one, because <laughs> when you think of it, uh, Natasha, if I'm the head of state of any country known for a specific uh, formal dress, if you don't wear it coming to my country, I'm going to feel a little peeved off <laughs> because why does India get special yeah. uh, uh, attention? But uh, again, I think all of this adds to that entitlement that we see from Justin Trudeau that he's untouchable, mm -hmm. which has been the case, but I really, really don't think will be the case when the next election comes. Yeah, God willing. Do we have any more chats? This is from GGCT. Thank you for your $5. Pat King, like him or not, still a political prisoner two months after arrest for mischief at the Freedom Convoy. No updates on him anywhere. The, C the Canadian government censorship is pushing hard. Oppose Bill C-11. Well, I can tell you this, folks. Um, we know from other stories, uh, Pat uh, King has a very hard time with the truth <laughs> and telling the truth and claims to be things that he isn't. Um, so I don't wish him any harm, but I don't think he is a credible voice in the anti-lockdown movement. Um, I can tell you, going back to last October, um, Pat King and uh, his mistress, uh, Kellyanne Wolf, actually told Sheila Gunn-Reed to leave the grounds of the Alberta legislature. What in blue hell was that? How dare you speak to Sheila like that? How dare you speak to a journalist who is actually getting the goods out there mm -hmm. to leave the public grounds of the legislature, which, by the way, you were camping at um, in tents. So I uh, do not have a lot of respect for this man. I would rather interview other people with the Freedom Convoy. Do you have any thoughts on Pat King? I think you nailed it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll take <laughs> Do we have any more chats? From January 777 again. Thank you. Uh, we must give APP all the exposure we can. Go to albertaprosperityproject.com. We'll definitely check that out. Thank you. What a great plug for only a buck, eh? Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> we should charge more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anything else for us, producer Olivia? Alrighty. Well, that's I it. I think that's the show. Well, I want to thank producer Olivia for uh, all her great work behind the control board there. And thank you so much, uh, Natasha, for <laughs> filling in on short notice. Anytime. You know, it's all for the hard work Sheila has to perform. Yeah. Thank you to all you folks that watched. A special thank you to those who gave us uh, a few bucks or t uh, for keeping these lights on. Mm -hmm. We're not like the CBC. We don't believe in... Um, negative option billing you know uh, putting our hands in your wallet and taking it out whether you want us to or not so thank you so much mm -hmm. tomorrow there'll be two other rebels here uh for the show do we know who they are it'll be andrew and lewis i think at 12 p.m eastern time on all platforms youtube rumble getter super U, odyssey so be sure to tune in tomorrow at 12 p.m eastern time there you go andrew and lewis always entertaining and in the meantime i'll see you back here in this spot on Thursday, and as always, folks, stay sane.
uh, Justice Rouleau has uh, a depth of experience, both as a trial judge in the Ontario Superior Court, as well as a, a sitting judge of the Ontario Court of Appeal. Um, he uh, is well respected and brings uh, with uh, him, I think, the capacity uh, to undertake this review with all of the impartiality, all of the independence, all of the integrity, so that Canadians can be confident that the Emergencies Act was a necessary tool and one that will ensure that we uh, keep our, our, our Canadians uh, safe and healthy going forward. Merci beaucoup.